Anyway, to Dan on F104, and I'm joined by Adam and Lee Malloy. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Thank you so much for joining me. So you're going to be releasing a book, Better Than Before. Tell me, where did this begin for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the lead on this one, Adam, if that's all right with you. Go ahead, Limo. Cool. So yeah, uh, basically myself and Adam were recently on a trip to Puerto Rico um, towards the end of June. And as you do, you have a couple of drinks and you sit beside the pool and you start talking philosophies and life and, and all sorts of stuff. And basically we were talking about the idea of freedom and rules and how in general people tend to associate rules with like anti-freedom. Like mm-hmm. you can't have rules and be free. Um, but we are kind of looking at it from a different perspective in the sense of actually with the right rules and the right intentions, uh, they can give you some sort of structure to create that freedom or that kind of life that you want to live. Um, so that was pretty much like the light bulb moment in terms of, okay, this sounds interesting. How can we figure out a way to make this more digestible or to make it more practical? Um, and that was pretty much the intention of the book, to try to find these rules that we've used and continue to use in our life and put them down into some sort of short form uh, digestible content that anybody can just pick up, read, and hopefully implement into their lives. I was actually going to ask you that. Is it rules that you guys have, as you said, used yourself? Or was it something that you were kind of thinking about going, these are rules we should be implementing ourselves? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It was kind of a mix from my mm. perspective anyway. Um, it was more like we didn't know they were the rules until we reflected on mm-hmm. what we actually done. Yeah. And then we were able to sort of categorize them into different elements. Like to give you a quick rundown of the rules, um, so rule number one essentially is based around the idea of vision or having a clear vision. Rule number two is the idea of commitment. And as we were talking before the show, like acknowledging that whatever you want to achieve in life, if it's something worth having, it's not going to come easy. Mm-hmm. And going into anything with your eyes wide open. The third rule then is picking your battles. You know, we live in a noisy world where there's lots of distractions and lots of things happening. And if you're not so sure of where exactly you want to go, it can be easy to get caught up in the noise and to spend a lot of time doing stuff that isn't so useful. Um, rule number four is environment. So just being clear on, you know, this is the sort of people and the sort of places and the sort of environments that I need to be in in order to bring out the best version of me. And anything that doesn't align with that, I need to be brave enough and strong enough to step away from. And then the fifth rule is the idea of focusing on the process rather than the outcomes. So not just saying, I'll be happy when I lose 20 kilos or when I get this great job or mm-hmm. when I finish college. It's more about creating a lifestyle where, yes, you have this great end goal you're working towards, but you're also enjoying the journey every step of the way. And you're acknowledging that, you know, life is the process, life isn't the outcome. And if you're not enjoying the journey, probably won't enjoy the destination. Does it matter where you start with the rules? Ooh. I think, yeah, yeah, it does. Like Lee said, we, we made the rules from reflection and going back on trial and errors we've gone through and more more errors than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. And like everybody. Kind of gone wrong in the past, <laughs> for sure. And I think for this, I think it has to start with rule number one and having a vision. Because if you don't have a vision of where you want to go or who you want to be or anything else, you're kind of just flapping about in the wind, hoping you'll land somewhere without actually knowing where you're moving towards. And we use some stories in the book to kind of get that point across and different analogies. And some of them are common, like you might have heard the idea of climbing up a ladder that's against the wrong wall, right? Or driving in the wrong direction and hoping you land at the destination you want to get to, et cetera. So that's why we wanted to kick it off with rule number one, feeling like you need to have a vision. You need to know where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want life to look like. Because if you don't have that clear in your own mind, it's going to be very difficult then to fully commit to it, number one, to set your environment up to help you be successful with it, secondly, and then beyond that, to commit to that process. Because no matter what direction you're trying to go in or what you want to achieve, it's going to be hard. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be moments where you feel like, forget about this. I'm going back to doing what I was mm-hmm. before, where it feels like it's never going to work and I can't do it, et cetera. 
So if it's not a vision that you're really bought into and something that really matters to you, it's going to be so easy just to give up at the first sign of challenge or difficulty. So I think for this specifically, yeah, we need to start with rule one and build from there because that sets the foundation then for everything that comes afterwards. 100% because I think for something like that, once it gets hard, it is so much easier to turn around and go, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Why would I put myself into a situation where I'm uncomfortable? But being uncomfortable is sometimes a good thing though, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And I know Lee said we set the idea of rules because rules kind of are associated with school and difficulty and, you know, nobody likes rules. We don't want rules, etc. What we want is freedom. And I think everyone underneath all your real desires just want that ability to feel free, whether it's financially free or just free to express myself and be who I truly am or to go Mm -hmm. after stuff I really want in life. And I think that's a really virtuous goal to have. But no one's ever going to get there and no successful person you ever look up to has ever got there without going through challenge and difficulty and stretching themselves. And if all you ever done was stayed in the zone of what's comfortable and what you feel confident or even competent in doing, then you might have a an easy life, like a comfortable life, but it's not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to give you that kind of get up and go, you know, the thing that you get up in the morning, like, yeah, this is a life that's enjoyable it's not just something i enjoy it's something i enjoy it's something i want to participate in and you know go and have an impact etc mm-hmm. so pushing yourself into those uncomfortable situations is it's a prerequisite for having that sort of feeling and you know fragrance for life that we want to get across within the book and give to other people did you learn anything about yourselves while putting the book together it's <laughs> a great question yeah you did yeah no, you did. i think Sorry, you go ahead, Leah. I mean, to cut you off there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> Respectful. <laughs> um, I think I learned, how do I phrase this? See, one of the, the big stories in chapter two of the book, I believe it was, was talking about my own weight loss journey. Um, as I was saying to you previous to the show, me and Adam are both personal trainers. Mm-hmm. Adam's been in the gym for like a very long time, 10 plus years at this rate, uh, trains consistently, and it's always been a very important part of his lifestyle. Whereas for me, um, I've always wanted to be in shape and wanted to have a great body and look good at my top off, but I never had the ability or the willingness to commit to that process. Um, and so I was reflecting over, in the past, I always thought it was just because I never found the right gym plan or I never found the right gym or I never found the right diet. Mm-hmm. But being able to write this book and sit back and go back to that place, I was able to realize that actually it wasn't any of the, the external things that made me unable to achieve those goals. It was internally. It was, I was self-conscious. I was insecure. Um, I wasn't comfortable with who I was and um, I was pursuing things that didn't really mean anything to me. And that's where like the goal was always something more superficial. Like I wanted to look good at my top off, you know, where mm-hmm. the goal actually should have been. I want to be comfortable with myself and writing the book and being able to reflect on it in that way. And to see that once you start to, as we say, with real one, develop that clear vision of what it is I actually want to get. And um, it makes tackling any challenge a hell of a lot easier. And um, because there, there's nothing more frustrating than wanting something and not knowing how to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of my life in that position. And I think I sort of subconsciously somewhat figured it out, but writing this book and going back to those places helped me to really gain a m- much more clarity on that whole situation and how to approach things going forward. And that's the thing, like we were mentioning earlier on, it's almost sometimes easier to blame the external instead of going, maybe it's actually mm-hmm. something to do with me. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> in I, the Adam, nicest possible way, it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. From what Lee said, what he took away from, I suppose, going through this process and writing the book, the big thing that I took away from it and doing some digging, some soul searching, it was based back from when I was a teenager and I went through depression when I was going through secondary school. And from going through all of that, 
reflecting on those experiences and trying to tie back some of the rules that we came up with and how this all plays in together. I always go back to the question of, well, what was it that maybe set that off for me? It's, it's always the question people ask because we're really open about sharing our own struggles and stuff like that with people. And they always ask, you know, what was it that set it off for you or what was it that caused you to feel depressed, etc. And at the time, I could never really put my finger on what is it exactly that caused it. There was no big event, you know, nothing major happened. And the more I look back on it, the more I realized that I think what caused it for me in that moment was a feeling of just a lack of purpose or a lack of clarity. You know, mm-hmm. why am I here? You know, what's my purpose here? What's the point of being here, etc. And as we were going through the book and writing this, the big thing that kept coming out was the element of what you said, Louis, personal responsibility and taking mm-hmm. ownership for actually saying, you know what, I can be what I want to be. I can create this vision for myself. I don't have to go down the path that everyone else goes down. I don't have to just fit myself into a little box that society says is acceptable or that mm-hmm. I think is acceptable from what I've seen growing up or from what parents have done or you know uncles have done, etc. I can create that for myself. And that's a freedom I have, but the responsibility is on me to go and create that. And to go and follow through and to take action and not look at the external world and say, oh, well, why am I rich or why am I sexy? Mm-hmm. Or I don't have a six pack. Why aren't they all these things? It's putting the mirror back on yourself and saying, you know what, if this is stuff I want and it's a response, it's a responsibility that I owe to myself to go out and get it and go through the difficulties and the challenges that are associated with getting there. And that's where the hard work starts, I suppose, isn't it? It is. And it doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what would you like people to get from this read? The rules, obviously the rules will be frameworks that anyone can use to go and apply to their own situations. So we want them to have those as like, they can refer back to this. And we try to write it in a way that, yes, you should start a rule one and work your way through it. But depending on what point you're at in life, you know, different people may resonate with specific rules a little bit more depending on just what stage they're at and maybe what they're going through. But the big thing I think we want people to take away from it is firstly just a feeling of ownership and responsibility that life is mine. I can go and create this no matter what situation I'm in right now, whether I feel it's fear or unfair or just or unjust, it's on me to take ownership of where I'm at now to set the picture for myself moving forward. So I think that's the big thing I want people to take from it is number one, you can take ownership and responsibility for that. But secondly, an expectation that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a quick fix. We don't expect anyone to read the book and then overnight change or transform their lives. Mm-hmm. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be moments where you feel like I just can't do it I'm not good enough I'm not strong enough and we want people going through that in those moments to refer back to the book think back to this conversation and just go one more step and just don't give up as easily get back in get up again give it one more chance because oftentimes they say like the brightest mornings follow the darkest nights and stuff like that you know it's just at that tipping point where people tend to give up or throw in the towel and quit it's just one step beyond that where the big transformations happen and that's really what we wanted to try to get across in the book is no matter where you're at, just don't give up and keep going. When can people read this book? Yeah, so the book should be available on Amazon, fingers crossed, in the next <laughs> five to seven working days. Excellent. <laughs> are any technical glitches. But Jeff definitely, Bezos is just reading at the moment and then yeah, he's going yeah, to sign off. Yeah, definitely within the next two weeks, we expect it should be available across all amazon.co.uk.com, wherever you are in the world. Excellent. So that's better than before. And how can people keep up to date with what you guys are doing? Yeah, so we're most active on Instagram. You can follow us there at, at Malloy Twins Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter as well, we post quite a lot at Malloy Twins. And then our email address, if anybody ever wants to reach out, is info at MalloyTwins.com. Or Malloy Twins, sorry, info at MalloyTwinsFitness.com. Excellent. Adam and Lee, thank you so much for chatting to us. No, thank All you, right. Louise. It's been a pleasure.